Welcome everyone to the Dr. Funk Podcast. This is a very special episode. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Podbay, on YouTube, letting everyone know about us. Again, I said this is a very special episode. That's why we don't have any intro music. This is Celebration Day 1, 2018. Hope everyone is doing all right. It's been a tough couple of days. It's been a tough couple of years for a lot of us. Um, we got some unfortunate news yesterday that there's going to be an announcement made today on the same day as the first day of the celebration here in April. I'm not really going to focus on that because, as I expected, it wasn't what people wanted to hear and it was just going to make people upset. What we did get to hear is we started hearing rumblings that there was going to be a special press release or whatnot around 10 a.m. this morning before the celebration activities took place, which we're going to get into. We're going to talk about the new website and talk about the first day of celebration, Sheila E., and some other things that happened at the celebration. Uh, track one is the one we decided to go to on this day and report on for you. Uh, it was great meeting a bunch of you guys. Now, Back to the website, or back to the official announcement that happened at 10 a.m. People were expecting a press release. Some people thought it was going to be for record release day, which is going to be in two days on April 21st, which is also the second anniversary of the greatest musician who ever lived passing away and being taken away from us far too soon. What happened instead was is at 10 a.m., on Prince's official YouTube account in agreement with Warner Brothers and the estate to release a um, version that some of us have had for a little bit, but not everyone has had. And uh, the world finally got to realize the brilliance of Prince's original, most likely demo um, version of Nothing Compares to You that he ended up giving to the family in 1985. This version stems from before that and they decided to have some really great clean rehearsal footage all to accompany the music that was with the revolution you know just seeing prince do those amazing dance steps and just letting us know that nothing really compared to him um, that version of course on a day like this in april you know i watched it with my lady, I pulled her over while she was getting ready. And of course, the tears flowed and just, it was happiness. It was sadness. Just a bunch of emotions that every one of us have been feeling. And just knowing this amazing town is no longer with us. But thank God there was a surprise like this today instead of the other announcement that was going to take place. Now, not only with this video footage, um, did we get that? We also got a brand new website, something that's been teased by PRN family on Twitter. If you're following them and I think you guys should, um, they talked about that there would be an estate where hopefully everything will be housed. Now this website called princeestate.com debuted today at the exact same time as the Nothing Compares to You dropped. Now, it has uh, Prince's entire discography on there. 
which is really cool, including Expectation. The Legacy releases, which now has the Nothing Compares to You, along with the Purple Rain Deluxe and Prince Forever. It also has like the live albums that have been done, just like the CD from the 21 Nights book, C-Note, and One Night Alone Live, plus a bunch of the compilations and major albums produced by Prince, including Judith Hill, Andy Allo, Bria Valente, Shaka Khan, Larry Graham, The MPG Exodus, another MPG album of a title that I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> Mavis Staples, Ingrid Chavez, The Time, Mavis Staples, on and on and on, and so many other people he influenced. And you know, there's an about section of the website where the Prince Estate passionately presents Prince's life and work and cultivates opportunities to further his legacy. We aim to immerse fans, old and new, in Prince's story, explore the role of Prince and his work in today's cultural landscape, and safeguard the integrity of Prince's artistic vision. As the singular, authoritative source on all things Prince, the Prince Estate will inspire and educate fans, celebrate Prince in his totality, and steward Prince's legacy into the future. Now there's also a Prince shop. Let's take you to princehitandrun.com. Now they have right now, nothing compares to you, picture disc vinyl with a t-shirt bundle going for, I believe, $50. Then a denim jacket with the picture disc going for $160. Um, they have a few other bundle items. They also have an old school love symbol t-shirt, kind of like um, the Erotic City one that's on the back um, side of let's go crazy that symbol but in black and white that's have a baseball hat they're calling it the nothing compares to you love symbol um, that's going for 30 in the hat 25 they also have a dirty mind group t-shirt for 30 which has dirty mind written on the back it's kind of like the what they call the original revolution in the front which also has andre in there they have a dirty mind t-shirt with the album cover another dirty mind in the inner sleeve where prince is laying down they have a love sexy t-shirt with the album cover and it has the song titles on the back of the shirt. They also have a limited edition Love Symbol Bomber Jacket for $125. That's going for about $25 less than the Celebration Jacket is for this year. They also have a Love Sexy Woman's T-shirt for $40. And then the When Doves Cry Look, I Say, where Prince um, is holding the Red Rose or a limited edition Purple Rain Denim Jacket on that. An Uptown Sweatshirt for $45. An Uptown Flat Bill Hat for $30. Now you have those things. There's another website called hashtag princetome.com, which is just princetome.com. That brings up the official Prince Estate official website. Um, just circles in with the symbol. Just check that one out. The Prince Estate serves the community. The experience is the first of many to come. Each will shine. Uh, Prince means so many things to so many people. That personal connection is powerful. Who is Prince to you? Friend, mentor, Prince Forever, the symbol. That's uh, what Chris Johnson has put. So they're doing the hashtag Prince for me and putting these in. Prince Visionary Inspiration, Deborah Nestolia from Melbourne, Australia. Seen a lot of people from Australia here on this trip so far. You know, it's just really cool. So this is a website and it's what people feel. Another person from Australia, Prince Real, you know. Just really a way to bring the fans together from all around the world. There's another link to Paisley Park, which has added some more new material. I believe some socks. 
and something else along with that purple umbrella. So today, celebration day one in a cold Minneapolis, which wasn't so cold today. Maybe all these warm people from all over the world warmed up the coldness of Minnesota, which has had one of their coldest and snowiest Aprils in a long time, uh, even more than this than the one in 2012. So we got there, probably got there a little bit late because of the attention that came with the website and the release of the Nothing Compares to You single. Um, but we found um, we were able to park in the lot. They took care of us. I want to send a special thank you to Karen, to Mitch, to Marshall, to Trevor, Franny, the lady that's at retail. I apologize. Brady as well. Um, saw Wally Safford when I was walking in. And um, we took our seats and they were playing the version of Nothing Appears to You that you guys have probably heard many, many times now. And um, Joel from Graceland came out, let us know that, you know, they have some new merch, but it's very limited. So they didn't make enough. Um, there was one that was a parade era image, kind of had the mountains, a uh, 12 inch cover. There's an old school Prince writing from 1979 with Prince in the back. They had one of those original purple rain shots of just Prince by himself. And it said like Prince and the Revolution on the back. Um, they also had one of them, one of my favorite ones for women, the Prince, which is like, uh, on the sideways of a woman's body going up the t-shirt from the love sexy era. That was really cool. There's another one that's escaping me right now. So those aren't on the website yet. They were at celebration, but probably not enough for everybody. So they're really in demand. And Joel is hoping that things are going smoother at Paisley than they were last year. He said for everyone that has his email before they can send him any complaints, they said, you at least got to find two things that you like before you say one thing that you don't. So he put that out there and then um, they brought out Gilbert Davidson to interview Sheila E. Although it was mostly kind of a co-interview process that took took place between Gilbert, who's been around with Prince since like the Purple Rain era. Like he was a security person for Prince who eventually one day managed Prince in Paisley Park. So that whole joke about you can be a gardener at Paisley and then one day run it wasn't too far off, although Gilbert was a lot more qualified to do many more things. Um, you know, Joel, when he, when he brought it out, just want to say it's been 11 months and 25 days since the last celebration. So when you brought out Gilbert and Sheila... You know, they talked about Sheila's upbringing, which you guys know, her musical family, her father, Pete Escobedo. They talked about Sammy Davis Jr. and not Sammy Davis Jr., the Sinatra era. They talked about Sammy Davis Jr. being a young kid when he was playing with Buddy Rich. You know, and they were just taken aback by that. It's one of the first things that made Sheila really appreciate stuff. Another person that made her appreciate things was Karen Carpenter. She saw her and um, her brother, you know, as part of the Carpenters group playing. And then there was Karen Carpenter being a drummer. And then Sheila was like, you know, Dad, uh, I play drums. <laughs> I have brothers. Why don't I have my own TV show? So she brought that up. She also brought up as George Duke being in, in, an inspiration to her. 
George Duke passed away a few years ago. If you guys aren't familiar with his work and you're needing something funky to digest and divulge into, I would really recommend getting into George Duke. And you'll see some funk roots that inspired uh, Prince, inspired Sheila, and several funketeers. Now, like when she first like met Prince, you know, she both was like in the sense of like, what planet did you come from? You know, and then it's just back in her memory of remembering things of what they would battle on. And Gilbert was saying like this, most of the battles that they had took place in the sign of the times era, you know, and then Sheila just always felt that she was better than Prince at many things, maybe not guitar, but she felt that she could match him on drums Felt that she could match him playing basketball, even ping pong, which, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Um, But she was just like, I can do it better than you. It was just, they were both very competitive, regardless of what was true or not. She felt that um, when it came to basketball, she was better than him playing horse. When it came to the one-on-one um. She said that Prince, Prince and the other guys would cheat. And then Gilbert kind of said, you cheated. So they went back and forth with that. Then she talked about when Prince first started talking about Paisley tour, that there was no Paisley park yet. You know, they were on tour doing stuff. And he said like, Hey, you want, you want to see Paisley? I'm building it. And then literally she said, it was like what used to be a cornfield. And now was just dirt. She thought the studio was already put up and done. And it was just dirt. And, but Prince is like, this is where Studio A is going to be. And he'd be like, walk over here. This is where the kitchen is going to be. Maybe we should make the kitchen a little bit bigger. You know, like this is where we are going to create things from and magnify their talent. They talked about Gilbert a little bit more, how he was running security with Big Chick back in the day. And... You know, just talked about so many things that Gilbert did. And it was back to Sheila, where Sheila, after the Purple Rain tour, you know, and Gilbert ended up marrying her for one of her best friends, Connie, during that tour. And Gilbert to him was like, I didn't really get married. That was like, you know, still had the Purple Rain tour going on. It wasn't like we had a honeymoon. So apparently, like, Sheila played like a few dates in 86 with Prince during the parade era. Then she said that she was going to do her own thing. And then Prince kind of said to her that um, I'm going to be most likely firing my band. You want to play drums for me and be my MD? MD means musical director. And she was like, of course. Of course, there's different things that went down to that story. But um, she's talking about the revolution when they were let go in October of 86. And then you had to sign the Times band debut March 87. So it really wasn't that much time to get stuff, but apparently Sheila was aware of things, at least saying going to her. And then Sheila kind of wanted to put more attention back on Gilbert and saying, didn't Prince want you to manage him? And he's like, yeah, that was like an 88 or whatever. I wasn't taking him seriously, but his lawyers in late 88, 89 made me become his manager. And at that time he said that Prince was going through different peaks and valleys that time, they were definitely in a valley. They're talking about Love Sexy, the album cover, 
not exactly helping sales. And then the U.S. tour really didn't do too well over here. So Gilbert said they were probably just thought, you know, it can't get any worse. But then, you know, you had the Batman soundtrack come out. Then that was another peak. Then you had the Valley of Graffiti Bridge. Then you had another peak with Diamonds of Pearls, which apparently Gilbert is saying that the Diamonds of Pearls album kind of came to mind because he felt that Prince should be concentrating on stuff that's a little bit more adult contemporary. This is coming from Gilbert saying this, is that, you know, Prince was really upset at him, like adult contemporary. He's thinking Kenny G, Michael Bolton, other things. So, you know, we've heard this before, and then Prince challenges himself. And there was a few ballads on Diamonds and Pearls. Of course, Diamonds and Pearls was a much different ballad when you're incorporating a little bit of a hip-hop feel to it with Rosie Gaines then the masterpiece insatiable you know which we know is much shorter on the album than it should have been um even adds strolling so some of these songs were I mean even walk don't walk could probably fit into an AC format you know and then they talked about the name change now, I just said that him and Prince, they were both kind of in a bad mood. And all of a sudden, Prince is in a good mood saying that, you know, they had meetings every day. And then Prince was saying, guess what I'm going to do? He's like, I'm going to change my name. And Gilbert was like, OK, cool. What are you going to change it to? Because Gilbert was just wanting to get out of stuff, basically, from what he was saying. So he said, I'm going to change my name to the symbol, the love symbol that they were using you know, for a long time. And then Gilbert was like, okay, cool. Gilbert wasn't taking him seriously. Then uh, Karen Lee, who was managing Prince at the time and being a publicist for him was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to change my name to a symbol. Gilbert said it's cool. And then Karen Lee was like, how the hell am I supposed to promote an artist that's going to be using a name for a symbol? And you told him it was cool. So that was a little bit of that. You know, and then Sheila was talking about during that time that he really wouldn't answer to the name Prince and told him they was going to do it. So she'd like to have to call him Honey or Lover or other stuff. Um, but she said he seriously wasn't answering to the name Prince at all. Now, the other things that we're talking about was, <clears throat> sorry, I'm looking through my notes on some stuff. And then you're just talking about like who is better at certain things. And she talked about how they would kind of like make wages, like who would have the better outfit. You know, it'd be if he had the better outfit, I have to pay him a thousand dollars. If I had the better outfit, he'd have to pay me a thousand dollars. So there's all this stuff going on. You know, and Gilbert was talking about some of the times when he ran the glam slam and things like that. And just things that they felt they were better on. She felt that Prince was much better guitar than her, obviously. Sheila was like, basketball me, drumming me, singing me, dancing me. And then um, just she said that Prince would do these dances that no one else could do. And that's why she felt that she was a better dancer. She's like, what was this whole brushing teeth thing? What was this whole like him rubbing on his booty like during I Would Die For You? You know, she's like, come on. But she's like, he would. There are some outfits that he would wear that no one else could wear and he could pull off. You know, and she's all like, come on, I had to inspire some of his fashion sense. I mean, look, look what he was wearing before we hung out. He's wearing like the bikini briefs and the handkerchief around the neck. 
you know, but she said that everything that he had was just amazing. And it was a God given gift. And, uh, that was really it when it came to it. I mean, they were trying to wrap it up for a little bit, but Gilbert and Sheila really weren't seeing. They kind of wanted to talk about some other stuff, including sports, which didn't happen. Um, then we were taking on a tour, which was longer than the celebration um, tour of last year. This was for the VIPs for the tour first. <clears throat> and um, we were set on stuff. You know, it was just a little bit longer. We got to hang out in Studio A and a few other things. I met someone. It's really cool. This lawyer from Baltimore and he introduced me to his daughter named Anastasia. And that her first show, because um, he wanted to make sure that like she was hip to everything, her first show that she saw was the One Night Alone tour in 2002. And then the last one that she saw was the Baltimore Rally for Peace concert in 2015. He uh, ended up going without her to the Piano the Microphone Gala, January 21st, 2016. Now, the tours of you guys have been, it's... it's it's a little bit different when it comes to celebration. Um, the second part of the tour was more interesting and more fun to me. We went inside the editing bay. They showed footage from Paisley Park from the late 90s, early 2000s. Nothing of Prince, but they had like the graffiti bridge wall instead of the third eye girl wall where they take photos now. And they had the ping pong court set up. Now it came to the editing bay. You know, they played us um, the I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man footage from Amsterdam. When I was there last month, I kind of came there just to check on some things. I was in town for business. They played something in the water from Amsterdam as well. But this time it was I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man and What's My Name uh, as well, where he put on the hat. So all this, all this is pro shot. He had a few... Lyrical changes that incorporated some of the lyrics to Sacrifice a Victor from the Symbol album. And I enjoyed that a lot. And then we got to go into um, Studio B. And this time, instead of holding a guitar, we had gloves put on. I noticed this when we were in the Purple Rain Room, that where the Oscar was wasn't there and so this time for the vip people part of their tour included being able to hold the oscar which is a little over 10 pounds it's not so light then we kind of chilled in the galaxy room for a bit after that after taking photos and uh instead of the galaxy room instead of playing the oprah footage they now have the one night alone the live at the aladdin dvd then it was time for lunch. We kind of wanted to check out this merch that, you know, was going to be limited edition. And lo and behold, there was not a lot of stuff left on the racks. So um, we just chilled. There are a few people uh, that came up to me during lunch. Uh, a guy from Holland. When we were flying in, we saw a few people from Australia. Um, I saw some. Welcome to Australia shirts all over the place and some new MPG shirts. So I imagine there was a lot of people coming in from Australia this time. Then it was time for Sheila to perform. 
And, you know, usually in the past, Sheila's kind of done her own material along with um, Glamorous Life and Alebazar. This was an all Prince set. You know, she was introduced by Wally Safford. He wasn't wearing sunglasses. Like, Wally couldn't say, where'd you get those sunglasses, man? So, you know, Sheila comes out to Sign of the Times. They walk in. They're not playing drums like they did in the Sign of the Times movie. Then they did a little bit of playing the sunshine. Play in the sunshine, Jay. Come on, man. You could say it. And uh, Sheila E. got behind the drums on that one. And you had everything going in. Lim Mayberry was doing lead vocals. You had NEM from back in the day. He was playing sax. And then Lynn was like, on the drums, Sheila E., not bad for a girl. And they even had the Prince vocals that they used on the BET Awards. It goes, ladies and gentlemen, Sheila E. So it's kind of cool. And then they had a housequake. Instead of saying, tell me when the house know about the quake, she was like, bull crap. Um, then they played some erotic city. You know, Sheila recorded that with them. A lot of people forget that. So, so far, these are all songs that Sheila either toured with or sang with on. They did a little bit of a Let's Work instrumental, just the beginning part. And with the horns, they went to You Got the Look. Then Sheila took over on percussion with the timbales as well. They went on again on the boat, which was a very long version and very well uh, version, very good version. They had the backup singers took over along with Lynn. Then they did Holly Rock from Crush Groove, you know. And then they got major props to her trump player, by the way. She just put it all out there. They did the Bella St. Mark, which is always great to hear. And then she was like, so many hits. But she didn't say so little time like Prince. She just said so many hits. And if it was up to her, she'd play all night. And she did go a little bit over the time allotted. So I'm sure the people that are attracted to him probably going to get a late, later show. Um, then they did Love Bazaar. And the video started playing behind it, which was kind of cool. Did a little bit of an extended intro, but went into it. And did like a few old school jams, like I'll Take You There. Then Eddie M did a solo. You know, and then they um, brought out this uh, young boy named Jacob that was 11 years old to play keyboard on Venus de Milo, which is kind of crazy. So that was just interesting with that. Then they brought out her sister to play on another track um, for a longer version, and she was 15. Then they showed like some photos in the background of things going on, but then she went into the crowd, was playing kind of like the intro to Purple Rain, but it was more like a song called Where's My Baby? And then between the second verse and the first verse, and when I say in the crowd, you know, some people say, mind if I go out there and they're still on stage, she literally went into the crowd and played. So uh, while walking between the second verse, walking through the road, she saw me, high-fived me while still having the guitar in her hand and the microphone. So that was kind of cool. And just um, the photos that they had behind her were a couple shots when she got back on stage, a couple shots in the Purple Rain era, the Herb Ritz hits cover, Welcome to America, and then the Super Bowl. 
And then Sheila kind of broke down for a little bit. She said, I thought I could make it through this song playing it here. Cause they, towards the end, she incorporated purple rain again and the end of it and the guitar solo, um, which is a family member was on guitarist played it. And then she says, I don't want to be sad anymore. These aren't tear tears of sadness. They're tears of joy, a celebrate celebration just for him. Then she's just getting very emotional. And then she's all like, love is what makes everything better. Love is going to heal everything. Love is what's going to conquer bigotry, conquer racism. We have to be stronger. We have to love one another. This is what America looks like. And she wanted all of us to say to the person next to us that we don't know or around us that we love you. And some people just seem like they really needed a hug. Some people really started crying. They're getting caught up in the emotions of everything. And, um, you know, we talked about Jacob. He was playing Venus de Milo. Uh, the song that Emma was playing was Tiamo Corazon with Liv, um, with Lynn Mayberry singing it. Then they finished it up with a funky jam of America. Then went to Baby I'm a Star and then Glamorous Life with the Timbales. And uh, that was the show. Now, look. They're doing different tracks and different things. The VIP experience today had the tour. But guess what the general admission got? And yeah, we're probably going to see it. But the general admission got the piano and the microphone show one of January 21st, 2016. We were hearing it when we were supposed to be going to lunch. Oh boy. So prepare yourself um, for that. You're going to see it where the only place you can see it right now is Paisley Park. It's amazing. Um, I'm going to be doing these daily. It's really great seeing you people. I'm sorry I didn't announce myself as being here or did a meetup or being at a party. I just kind of, when it comes to these, it's my preference. Me personally, this is all about Prince. And for some people, for them finding closure, for them having happiness, for them celebrating him. And I just feel dirty in a way. And this is my personal preference. So you guys listening now know that I'm here. The people that I met know that I'm here. Sorry I didn't do announcement or whatnot. I just feel that it's all about him. And these other things are not about him. And I just, I appreciate you guys. Um, stop by, talk to me when you see me. I can sometimes, you know, be lost in emotions or whatnot. Please don't take any of that personally. I appreciate all of you because without you, there is no me. For the decades that I've been doing this, for what I'm doing now, you guys listen to me, you guys follow me, you know, and I follow you in different ways. And I'm very appreciative. And we are going to get through this together. We've made it two years and it's been tough and we're going to do it. 
whether the celebration is in April or it's in June, whatever needs to be done, we're getting through this together. We're on this together. And that's my meetup with you every week when you guys listen to my show. We meet up. And I love you guys and appreciate you guys so much. Um, I'm always looking at your tweets on social media, on Facebook, trying to add people when I can to other things. Just know that this is all for you. Much love. Until next time, keep it funky. And next time will be tomorrow because we're doing this every day. Hopefully you guys aren't sad just listening to my voice and no other host um, or guest host or guest. I just wanted it to be between you and me and uh, report on this and hope you guys enjoyed it. Give me your feedback on social media and whatnot, and I'm going to keep you updated on what's going on. I should have probably put it at the beginning of this. If anyone hasn't seen it yet or whatnot, they don't want any spoilers. I'm, I apologize. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much. You made the past two years a little bit more easier. It's been a really, really tough situation for me. Just know I'm here in this with you guys. Much love till next time. Keep it funky.